Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. Deep episode number 17 of the Game Rage Music, aka the Good Ass Music Show, aka Did You Kiss Your Mother with That Mouth, You Dirty Son of a Bitch? I don't know how <laughs> I said that, but anyways, uh, as usual, I'm Josh and I'm here with Adam. Howdy. And today we have some topics yeah. to discuss, some Actually, things to discuss. Yeah, there's a. Uh... This is off on a tangent. Yeah, tangent. I didn't even plan for this, but I ended up watching television for the first time. Oh, no shit. What'd you watch? (laughs) So I was watching the Paramount Plus or Paramount Network or whatever the fuck it is. Uh Uh-huh. Because they had the movie A Star is Born. Oh, is that the one with Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, And it it has Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah, I... I hadn't really planned on, <coughs> on sitting down and watching it, but it just came up, and I'm just like, mm, all right, I'll watch. Yeah. <laughs> the first, so you know they have the title cards for the uh, the movie that introduces the production company. Yeah, yeah. And everything, like who who distributed the movie. Right, yeah, yeah. Live Nation. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Dude, that was that movie came out like fucking years ago, too. Yeah, how, how far back did it come uh, that, out? I, don't, I could have sworn it was like four years I ago. I mean, it, it was years ago before, I mean, shit. I would say before Live Nation was was as what we thought it was the the juggernaut that it has become. I guess I just didn't pay <coughs> pay attention. Is this a remake? Yeah, it was a, it was originally a uh, I think it was a 1960s movie. Yeah, it looks like it is. Okay, so <coughs> there's a movie. Well, I guess this movie came out in 2018, but the other one. Well, shit. 2018, so. That was what five years ago. Five years ago, plus the when they started actually filming, it was probably at least eighteen months before that. So, Live Nation was in the movie business in 2016, 2017, maybe perhaps already. Yeah, so there's been three remakes. Well, there's the original made in 1937. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And then there was one made in like the 50s or 60s, right? Yeah, there's one in the 50s and then one in the 70s. And then this was the fourth time. Yeah. So Jesus Christ. So Again, reboots, reboots. reboots and sequels. That's uh, talking about other shit we've talked about. Yeah. But in the in the it's, it's the same in the movie industry. Yeah. Same thing in the music industry. It's all, it's all reboots and fucking sing- and sequels is what's getting the money thrown at it. I will say I will. Uh, I did rather enjoy the movie quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> it makes me question about the script itself from the previous iterations of the movie mm-hmm. including the original because um in the movie bradley cooper goes to a drag bar a drag queen bar and he, <coughs> he meets lady gaga's character which is named ally um and it, it makes me think this movie's semi-biographical or autobiographical uh-huh. because it almost feels like this is Lady Gaga telling a fictional version, a semi-fictional of her own story of her own story. And uh, because she was taught, I mean, there was early on in the thing is that she, the reason that she believed that she didn't make it, you know, as if this was like a parallel universe that she she didn't actually make it, but she was saying that her nose was like the thing that was preventing her from being a star. Cause, uh, she was saying that in the music industry, uh, when you walk into a record label, there's nothing but men and they pick apart your physical appearance. And right, yeah. the nose was the thing that stood out the most. So uh, I'm wondering if that was uh, maybe ad-libbed or actually scripted herself to point out some of the things that she was experiencing personally within the, the movie itself. But and we have kind of talked about that before in previous episode about, why the fuck does it matter what you look like? Yeah. It should be how you sound, but it's the fucking labels and the industry has become so visually focused. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter. They can almost, if you sound shitty, as long as you look good, they can make you sound decent. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know? I think it's there's some truth to that because, I mean, 
certainly the technology has gotten better for people to uh, tamper or enhance whatever word you want to use. Right, yeah. Your vocals in some manner. So I (laughs) I imagine that's the case where you could have literally no talent whatsoever as far as being a vocalist or anything like that, but you look good enough. If you could, if you could draw, <coughs> maybe that kind of turns into its own conversation. It's like music itself. I mean, what do you qualify it as? Because some some of that stuff you showed me about, you know, a little darky or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Would you pay money to go see that? I mean, probably. Just just because it's fucking awesome, like it's hilarious, and I, I, yeah, I'd probably pay money to go see that. Yeah, and that's, it, but it's like that thing too with the. The, the chicks from uh, like the American, not American Housewives, what was, what was it called? The whatever, the, the Housewives, uh, the reality shows. Okay, and they, right, the, one, yeah. of them, one of them became a pop star uh, after she was on the show, being notable for doing nothing in music other than, oh, she was on this fucking show and, and then somebody she likes to sing, not that good. Same thing with uh, the other, a multitude of the Bravo reality shows have that where their reality stars end up making an album or doing something and they're not that good. But because they have a look and they have... A bit of a following. Yeah, it's the following. They throw the money at them and say, fuck it. Oh, dude, this, people will buy this. And then they do. And then they get to make another album. And then one thing leads to another. And they become David Hasselhoff. And they're popular in fucking Germany or some shit. Yeah. You know? I think, yeah, I think more than anything, it's just they're testing the waters to see if there's something else they can do to... They have that following. Like, why not try to find... Right. Something? I mean, I it agree. It could be food. It's, it be yeah, food, yeah, it's smart business. It is. So... Yeah. Uh, <coughs> but yeah, just watching the movie was... I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't know what score I would give it. Uh, Bradley Cooper's character falling into that uh, stereotype of artists being alcoholics and uh, drug addicts and shit was great. Yeah. Um, And then killing themselves at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fuck, man. That was sad. That was legitimately sad, dude. Like, when I I, watched that movie, I I legitimately got sad. I kind of stepped out for a second, so I actually don't... So I got to the... I walked away and went to the bathroom, and there was a part where... Well, you didn't hit pause? I couldn't. It doesn't... Why? If you're watching it on Paramount Plus... No, it wasn't Paramount Plus. It was like the Paramount... Oh, the movie channel? Yeah, the Jesus Christ. You still have cable? (laughs) Yeah. God, uh, fucking Adam living in the 1940s with his fucking cable. (laughs) Hey, dude, it might might actually be cheaper than... I mean, now you're right. You're right. All the streaming services I pay for, I might as well pay for fucking cable. It'd probably be cheaper. Um... Yeah, so I, just before the scene, I imagine I imagine he killed himself because he wasn't around afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the part where yeah, uh, man, he fucking hung himself in his garage. Like, yeah, that was the yeah, worst so fucking part, man. I, I had like, a feeling on my heart he probably killed himself, but I I I think they cut out because it's a it's a edited television version. Oh right? man, yeah, so, you didn't even get to see the good because oh. you know he closes the door and that's where the commercial break was, and then when I came back, she was already grieving. And, yeah, and, they, they, yeah. So was there a part in between that? Yeah, there's a part where I think he's like writing the letter or something, uh, and then she finds him. Like you just you see him like you, you see him go stand up on the chair. I think. Yeah, it's been a. I, I saw that movie like well when it first came to streaming, which was probably like three or four years ago. Right. But I saw it, and yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. But I, I'm pretty sure he gets up onto the chair uh-huh. in the garage. But they don't show his upper body; they just show his feet, and then like he's dangling or oh, whatever. Oh shit! So I they think is, yeah, like yeah, they they're you know what we we should we should watch the unedited version just so you can see the difference because um yeah because there was a lot of crazy shit in that movie that because this is an R-rated movie so watching the unedited version probably <laughs> I mean, neutered it doing, quite hard. I mean, my favorite parts were when he would get low. Because, you know, his, uh, his girlfriend and then eventual wife would eventually go on to be a mainstream success and all that. That's what killed him. He's just like, oh. starts doing fucking lines, yep. get, gets back into the alcohol. And you know what's crazy is if that was, a not that it's a real story, but if it was real life, let's say. Man, that dude had it so lucky because he was on the ending, the waning end of his fucking career. He was getting old. 
older, and then he finds this young fucking star, yeah. right? And she's a fucking powerhouse. He goes on tour, brings her on tour with him. He, she gets her own following. He brings her up, and then he fucking marries her. Yeah. Then you're married to her. Now, bro, this is your retirement, man. Now you can sit back. You can maybe go on tour with her, come as a special guest every once in a while. Like, you don't got to do shit no more, man. She's making all the money. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I don't even think it was her success that was problematic. I think the dude was just damaged goods from the beginning because I think in the early, uh, at some portion of the movie, he brings up that either his father or brother tried to kill himself. Mm, yeah, and he, yeah. And he witnessed that or something. And then something with his dad. I don't remember what the fuck it was, but not a very good precedent <laughs> for, you know, like a childhood or anything True. like that. So he already kind of had it bad. But then, uh, of course, being an artist, you get enabled by other people. Right, right. So that just allows him to pretty much do whatever he wants because he was able to get access uh, oh, yeah. to cocaine and cocaine and, and, and whatever alcohols he wanted. And uh, it, it was interesting that the, in the movie, his girlfriend was also getting kind of persuaded by her, her man. And I get it. Like, the manager's there to make money, like, to make them both money, basically. And uh, it, it was a little bit heartbreaking when the manager's like, you know what you have to do, brother? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not your buddy, but you know what you have to do. You basically almost derailed your wife's career because of the Grammy moment that he fucking pissed himself and yeah. was drunk and probably drugged up out of his mind. Um, and he's like, you basically need to divorce her. And yeah, yeah. And that was, I was, I don't know. I was, I was kind of, and it, it seemed like, a, and there was a part, I think, a little afterwards where she said, oh, I basically lied to him because I know it wasn't... I, I, I don't remember if she was saying that it wasn't going to happen, that they were going to have him come on tour with her so that he can build his career back because he'd been yeah. away for a hot minute. So, Because uh, <laughs> the last thing she said, she's like, I basically told him a lie before because I think her manager basically told her... Uh, I imagine the manager told her, like, it's not going to happen. We're, we're not bringing him on because it'll... It'll ruin your career, but it's a good movie. I think I think it is. It's a good. Uh, there's got to be some truth in there for like artists. I imagine. Oh yeah, that, that they watch this movie. It's like this is a cautionary tale. Tale of what could happen to you if. Uh, oh yeah, you that get is down, true. Get far down the road is, you know, <laughs> you can end up like fucking Bradley Cooper's character. But I will say, for the most part, aside from the drugs and everything, the guy was pretty. Uh, well, there was the fight in the the bathtub or the bathroom where. They started kind of taking jabs at each other, and yeah, um, for for the entirety of the movie, she he always called her beautiful, and she was always very self conscious of her nose. He basically called her fucking ugly, and yeah, yeah. But for the most part, like, <laughs> I mean, he brought her in, and he, she was able to have a career out of her music, like she always wanted to. Like he he was mostly supportive of her, yeah, except when he had his little, <laughs> little down spells. But I mean, shit, the guy eventually burned out anyways, like. Like every stereotypical. Yeah, I mean that's that's the stereotype, and that's again, yeah, like you said, it's a cautionary tale <laughs> because that's the thing that again, I hope that people who go into the music industry or whatever yeah. don't fall into, and I hope that they don't get into drugs and alcohol, and you know, you don't got to be a straight edge, but goddamn, don't fucking become an addict, yeah. okay? Because that's that's the one thing that's crazy about that is how enabling it is when you have access to all this money that you've made and now you can do whatever you want with it. So yeah, yeah don't you, fucking and, end up like that. And you're also not going to have people that are going to be obstacles to you to tell you no. That's true. Well, and they're just going to enable you. Yeah. Every, anything you want is just, yeah. Cause they want to keep you happy. They're going to be yes men. And that's, that's why you got to keep one motherfucker around. At least that's not a yes man, I guess, you know, I guess it would be your wife or husband. Right. Well, it's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's so that they just go, Hey man, this is a stupid ass idea or you're dumb. You need to stop doing this. Yeah, so unrelated, but back kind of to the thing. I was just kind of surprised that Live Nation put all this together. <laughs> well, was like one of the hands involved in this. Yeah. I'm like, ah, man, I fucking love this movie. But and then you're like, God damn it. <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> they fucking swerved me on this. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's, uh, th that's crazy to think about how now, again, five years later, what, what Live Nation has become, as we've talked the about juggernaut. before, the juggernaut of the fucking music industry. Hmm. And now apparently the movie industry, which we didn't even, I didn't even know they were involved in making fucking movies. And, you know, that all this makes fucking perfect sense. Yeah. So. Uh, I guess on a lighter note, just some kind of minor things. <coughs> so I think we're going to be 
getting more involved with doing interviews with other people, not specifically artists, but there will be artists that I think we'll be interviewing in the future. Fuck yeah. But just people, people in general. Um, and I made a story on Instagram that there's one group that I'd love to have uh, to speak with them because granted they do, they are signed to a record label, but their shit is kind of niche. They're kind of in the, uh, they're more in a retro sound. They're soul oldies music, right? Mm-hmm. What's the name of them? The they're band? called the Altons. Oh, that's right. Okay. And uh, the record label's like over, it's over in Riverside. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's well, shit, really that's close. cool. Yeah. It's really cool that it's, you know, just, it's pretty adjacent to us. And, uh, so aside from them being on a record label that has now, I mean, dude, I saw, I saw the shit of the shit. I saw the, <laughs> I saw the feces. Um, <laughs> I saw the birth of that record label. Yeah. I saw the artist that eventually got signed to them and, you know, to see it all happening. It, I mean, the, <laughs> the roster alone has done some pretty cool things. They themselves, the Altoons. Uh, there's this festival or music series called Austin City Limits, um, and they broadcasted that stream for that specific series uh-huh. on on Hulu itself. Oh, I didn't get to. I couldn't find where like wh- when they were performing specifically, but I I saw pictures in some video of it. So yeah. that was that was cool to see. But reason I'm bringing up the the, the, the <laughs> something over my words. The reason the reason I'm bringing them up. Oh my God, dude. The reason you're bringing them up. Yes, uh, too many Cokes. Um, (laughs) The reason I'm bringing them up is because they do everything themselves. They book their own shows. I imagine as a result of them booking their own shows, they read their own contracts. They do everything themselves. And even the guy, the main guy, Ponce, his his full name is Brian Ponce, but everybody calls him Ponce. Uh, He he does his own videography, and he's done videos for other bands, like music videos and shit. Oh, nice. So... (laughs) What would be of interest to me to interview them is how they've managed to, because they were managed previously by the uh, management group called Cosmica, which was the group that used to manage the Marias. But they walked away for some reason. I'm not going to speculate why. But in any case, the fact that they've been able to do things themselves, like each yeah. of the band members having their own responsibility to make this all work, I think is a... Uh, is, uh, well, definitely, it's an exemplary case of how you can do things yourself. Like, I would love to understand how their formula works. Like, yeah, under the hood, looking at how right. they, they do shit. Do a deep dive analysis. Nonetheless, I do understand that there is a bit of survivorship bias yeah, in yeah. doing that because they are an exception and not the general experience of other artists. Yeah. But nonetheless, it'd, it'd be cool to talk to them and say, hey, how'd you guys fucking do it? Like, how'd you able, how are you able to do everything yourselves keep your money and just make all this work because i mean you you yourself as an artist only have so much bandwidth and a lot of it is just dedicated to writing the music and performing it with like maybe the rest of your time to market your music and and planning out other shit but for them to do it themselves is just really cool so that's the group i would love to talk to find out that information that'd be sweet and as a result of that and another artist reached out to me and was talking about this other artist that I also enjoy, whose name is Ginger Root. And she, she was saying, this is another group that does the exact same thing. I don't know how they do it, but I would personally love to hear about the, so if we do it, there's going to be people interested. If we can get one of those two, yeah, yeah. which I don't know how likely that is, but Hey man, the Altons you never know. feel more, I, I feel more like accessible. I, I feel like I can get them, but they're kind of, they're kind of big. Kind of, kind of, uh, they're good people though. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know them personally, so I could, I could say we have a shot at doing that. Um, but just another one of those bands, uh, Ginger Root themselves doing everything themselves, the music videos, the promo videos. Like this guy <coughs> makes the music, and when he promotes it, he does everything like in a 80s Japanese like news channel. Oh, okay. So there's like this whole aesthetic for, there's even like a narrative behind all the promos that he puts together over the course of his music. And it's just really cool. And for him, for me to know that he's doing <coughs> all that shit himself is just fucking, it's pretty fucking amazing. So that the, <laughs> those are two people I would love to fucking talk about. So I, I know I'm kind of being long winded right now, but just recapping you on some of the shit that I've kind of learned. Cause it's been a minute since we've recorded an episode. Of yeah, yeah. Specifically, but, um, 
So I've also talked about this group Sedona uh, in the last couple episodes, or maybe just over the course of this entire program. Yeah. So Sedona, the band on Instagram, made a post that they're having a tour, I think along the West Coast. (coughs) And one of the dates was at the Moroccan Lounge. And I'm dead set and going. I bought the tickets already. And (coughs) I shared the post. I'm like, I got to have this girl's signature. It's It's got to be added into my fucking pantheon of signatures yeah, that I yeah. have because this is something I just need because it would be great to have this amongst the many great names that I've collected. And uh, <coughs> I don't know if sharing stuff on Instagram notifies the other person that you're sharing their shit, but she, she saw it <coughs> and she's like, oh, A-W-W-W. That she was in, she was in, what's the word here? Is it endeared or she was flattered? Yeah. Flattered, flattered, I think maybe is the right word. Well, anyway, she was flattered and she's like, where, where, what show are you showing up to? So I can, uh, you know, I I can give you my autograph or whatever. I said the Moroccan lounge. So it's on. It's It's happened. Oh, it's on like Donkey Kong (laughs) playboy. the, The funny thing is, is that we've talked before. So she, I think she's just kind of forgotten, like who I was, yeah, yeah, which is good because I don't want her to know who I was. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to bring up like why I know so much about her, which is fine. I mean, I, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that's something cool. It's going to be happening. I think on January 12th or 24th, I can't remember which day, uh, but yeah. we're getting that signature added and it's going to be added to the collection, but fuck yeah. Uh, I'm hoping I can get like a five minute conversation with her. Cause I'm I'm going to come out her fast and be like, how do you do this? How do you, how, how do you know all these people? Like, <laughs> I, if I can get like a five minute conversation with her, it's not even going to be recorded. It's, I yeah. just want to have a one-on-one conversation with her. But, but if I can get some of the answers. Hey, was, hey you want to come to my buddy's house and be on a podcast? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm genuinely curious how she knows so many people like the Grace McKagan thing. Cause yeah, she knows Grace McKagan and I'm, I'm just, what's going on here, man? Like, why do you know so many people? Curious. Yeah. <laughs> Curious is what that is. <clears throat> but that's just kind of a recap of shit that has happened over the last couple weeks. And uh, yeah, hopefully we are doing interviews. So eventually we're going to have to uh, get around to talking to artists eventually. But we do have somebody, not artist related, but somebody I'm personally excited about though I'm that I met through a show that uh, I'm pretty fucking pumped, dude. My- yeah, man, it's going to be sweet. Yeah. And then on a side note regarding, I mean, this the general setup of what we're doing here, though. So I, I have this idea to turn the garage into the studio. Okay. So, like, we'll start doing everything in the garage. Okay. I'm going to basically kind of put up some soundproofing on the roof. <laughs> well, like put up cartons, whatever. Like well, they have the like the yeah, things. the foam thing. Yeah, it looks like egg cart the inside of an egg <laughs> carton. Um, and then I'm gonna put some on the garage door. Yeah, but I think that the sound will will be better because in here my ceilings are real high. Yeah, yeah. So I think in there it'll be a little it'll be better. And then, uh, I just kind of want to be able to just leave the shit and not have to just fucking set it up. yeah, and just not have to keep setting it up every week because that does suck. I mean, I'm gonna keep doing it in in perpetuity until you know we need to, but. It, for the purposes of that, and I also it's gonna it's gonna double as the filming studio as well. <laughs> yeah. So, right. uh, I, I I that's that's in the works in the next like two to three weeks. It's it'll, it'll be complete. Yeah, yeah. Because I I got this table, uh, this like high ended table with these like high chairs I or whatever. Am the table. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a sweet marble table that we can put every like do everything on. So yeah. I'm thinking it's kind of big. So I'm like, okay, cool. This should be. This should be fucking set up to be legit. So yeah, <clears throat> when we interview people. We'll have like a nice little, you know, semi nice setup. Yeah, it'd be the inside of a garage, but you know. Wait, what are you saying for remote interviews well, or anything? For yeah, for if anybody want, if anybody's local and they want to come, then yeah. yeah, they'll we'll have a nice spot to do it at. That we won't have if we go to the office space. Th- yeah. There's restrictions on sound, mm-hmm. so I don't, you know, I don't want to be like yelling or you know, you know how I'm loud. Yeah, yeah. So this would require no restrictions of that nature, so we could, you know, do a real legitimate show. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it would be interesting to to do it in there and see how that goes. And then, like I said, just have everything be chill and set up. And then obviously, I need to get a couple. I need to get more of these mics that we're using. 
for what? Just, oh, well, for people of the cut. Yeah, well, also just for like the. I mean, that one that the one that Frank uses. It it's I don't know. It's it's not that good. I'd rather have the same all the way around. And then, you know, I mean, but yeah, so that's upgrades for the future. And then, you know, yeah, I mean, if we had, I mean, I only got four mic slots. So obviously there's the bigger soundboard that I want to get has, I think, like eight. So it's like, cool, we could have that many people potentially. Not that we ever maybe would, but, you know, hey, if the whole band wanted to come, fuck yeah, yeah, come on, guys. Like, y'all can each have your own microphone. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that would be sweet as shit if we could get one of them. That'd be huge. I mean, listen, that would definitely be huge for us. More so, for the- <laughs> not for them, but, you know, I mean, they eh. probably could give two shits, but... I mean, shit, I have some <clears throat> leveraging power. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Dr. Evil, me putting my pinky up. Fuck yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I could do some stuff for them. Because uh, I have, as many people know, or may not know, uh, I've collected a number of uh, sets, live recorded sets, and I know... I can't personally do anything with it other than post it online. I'm not going to connect. I'm not going to collect. I, there's no, there's no money for me to collect because right, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the publishers or whatever the people, um, that collect the money from YouTube or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's D- pointless. DMC, DMC strike. Yeah. Whatever. They're just going to fuck you over. Yeah. So I can't make money off of it yeah. anyways, but I've collected a number of their sets early on. I could donate to them, <laughs> or I could put up online, just share with them, you know, what I have, and yeah, because maybe they weren't recording their own shit at the beginning, and maybe it'd be nice if they had those, and then you know, for you know, the small fee of just appearing on our podcast, yeah, you know, you could, small, you could yeah, have yeah. all these things. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there is a little bit of uh, leverage, a little quid quid pro quo, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you know, before they got signed to this record label that is now internationally known at this point um they had a show at the moroccan lounge which is the place that sedona is playing at their first album release party and uh i recorded that entire thing i don't know how good it is but nonetheless i was the only person that recorded the entire it exists thing. it exists yeah and because I, of you yeah and you know what's funny i've been reflecting on that and not for the sake of vanity or anything but i've never actually kind of realized how important i am i'm i'm like one one person with many connections to all these bands, like not just here from California, but all across everywhere. the land. Yeah, everywhere. And I've been collecting their sets over the course of time. And if I, I imagine if I put them on YouTube, I don't care how many views it gets or whatever, but just for the people that kind of do matter, they'll see I'll have this entire library of things that have been happening in music and they'll see it, all, all of it in one spot. You know, it's kind of like a cross section, um, you know, like a sample yeah. of this moment in time of things that I think are spectacular or exceptional. And I, granted, I haven't seen every band, but the things that I think are good have taken off. So, like, I, you I know, must have, yeah. Interesting point here, not to interrupt you, but new bands that you find yeah. that are like, lower end or not lower end, but not not well known, I guess yeah. is the right word. Yeah. Interesting thought to go and make get record their shows and then say, Oh, Hey, I recorded your set. You guys want it. Oh, Hey, cool. Why don't you come on our podcast real quick? You know? And then cool. There's an even exchange there as opposed to, Hey, us just trying to hit somebody up and be like, Hey, you want to do a podcast? Well, well, Hey, wait a minute. Well, we also have something for you as well as a special gift for, for indulging us and, you know, listening and talking with us for an hour or two or however long. And, you know, here, here's, here's your, your set that that was recorded. Yeah. Which is, you know, and it's it's a good service to provide as well, because uh, again, bands in that early stage, I don't think that they're, they're worried about a bunch of shit. Performing well is probably the number one on the list. Yeah, everything else. Getting there. Everything else is secondary. And recording your sets as a historical perspective, probably not any probably not on anyone's list no. to do. And that is a service in and of itself. Yeah, because it's like uh <clears throat> you know, <laughs> a band could be really great. And I'm not saying <clears throat> I don't want to discredit any band, because you know. Nobody can predict like what su- success is going to yeah. happen for who, right? Right. But sometimes it doesn't work out. But nonetheless, people go back, 
younger people go back and look at certain periods of time for music and they don't they don't just look at like say for the grunge stuff right yeah yeah. for for nirvana and soundgarden all those bands i mean those are just the superficial things right but imagine how many bands were just under that uh you know (laughs) didn't have the biggest following but maybe nirvana credits this band as hey these guys started the grunge sound. I think very highly of them. And yeah. That's what could happen right now is I could be recording the bands that maybe aren't inspire. Yeah. That inspire other, the ones that go big, the, yeah. the next, the next big thing, yeah. as they say. Yeah. So it's, it's important in, in that way too. Like I, you, you can't measure success and money. Cause like, even if you inspire another fucking artist 30 years from now, there's also value in that. So like, I think that's kind of like a hopeful message too for artists that you can't, I know you're, you're mo- you guys are motivated to do this and make a living off of it. And dude, if you die before you make a fucking dime, I know that sucks. But if you have a little bit of foresight too and say, Hey, I know my music's good. Somebody's going to find it at some point. Like, yeah. And what if somebody actually does and they're like, Hey, this is a great fucking artist. And uh, this is going to inspire me to make my own music. And then that person, <laughs> that person goes on to make, uh, I don't know, have like millions of followers, right? But what if in an interview down the road, that person says, hey, this band called XYZ inspired me to make my music. And then you have 4 million people in the future. Right, yeah. They're like, hey, this is, I got to go check out this artist that they're talking about because I don't think anybody knows about them. And then they go back. And now you have 4 million people checking out this new music. And what if like your family members are able to benefit, like they're collect royalties off of your yeah. music after well after you're dead. Oh yeah. That's, so. that's a very true statement that yeah. having the foresight to do all this is key. Yeah. So I think that's more or less kind of the, uh, off the cuff fucking topics that I had <laughs> on my mind. So yeah, yeah. Did very well. Did did good. It got us, got us uh, thirty two minutes of uh, just fucking talking about that good stuff. So all right, yeah, yeah. So let's get let's get to some of the topics that I had lined up for tonight. Yeah, yeah. The meat and potatoes, if you will. (coughs) So in Southern California, all right. There's another places that you can play at in Orange County, Los Angeles, San Diego. Yeah, Yeah. Riverside County. Well, Inland Empire, I guess. I, the Greater oh, Inland Empire. That's true. Well, Inland Empire is kind of San Marino and Riverside kind of combined, I guess. Yeah. So I would say this place, you, you got to go somewhere else. You got to go to San Diego or you go to okay. Orange County or you got to go to Los Angeles or one of those other places. Yeah. Initially, I thought. However, somebody has stepped into the picture because um, in recent memory, Native Americans have been dabbling in the entertainment aspect. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess it would be specifically music, right? Sure. Or even yeah, comedians, yeah. like you, you see, you oh, see man. a lot of has-beens go <laughs> to yeah. uh, casinos, right? Like you'll see Pachanga or yeah, you'll whatever, see Poison yeah. at fucking uh, maybe Yamava or yeah, or yeah. whatever or or Morongo. All these has-been acts, but right. Yamava has started to book people that are current and popular and like that people that are that are that are current artists that are doing well right so there's an artist named Caliucci's that is very popular and oh, yeah. she's still in her prime and it makes me wonder how much money they're throwing at her to book her at this place because you know they're a fucking casino yeah and i don't want to say it tarnishes your image as an artist to play a casino but when you're kind of like a high status symbol artist you're usually in the circuit of la a lot of those places like the roxy theater yeah Fonda yeah. theater the regent theater <coughs> if you're lucky enough if you're a big enough artist you'll play at the arenas and shit but if you're playing a fucking if you're playing a fucking yamava i mean there's no shame or anything but how do you i, I, I don't know how do well, you perceive that now now i don't think there's any shame in that because some of those venues that they that they're building 
are fucking pretty sweet. Well, I mean, shit, they got they got tons of money too. That's they, what I'm saying. Yeah, they got the, you got that you got that casino money, okay? <laughs> yeah. You got that fucking cash money. Yeah. And that money, they're that's what they're doing. They're being smart with it. Yeah. They're diversifying their bonds yeah. and they're fucking investing in things that hey, we know that maybe when the casino business is slow, yeah. because obviously COVID fucking really wrecked them, I'm sure, or not wrecked them, but it fucking probably wrecked fucked them, them up. I don't even know. Damn near killed him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it probably f- fucked him up pretty good at least. Uh, definitely a decline because they couldn't have people in the casino gambling. All right. So a, small tangent. Yeah, yeah. So there's this thing called the stripper index. I don't know if you've ever heard of so it. What is it? The stripper index. <laughs> oh, what's that, that? That strippers are better at forecasting financial. Oh, okay. That makes <laughs> sense. Because <laughs> basically the theory is that when there's an economic crisis or an economic downturn, people don't have uh, expendable capital, income. Expendable, yeah. expendable income to go to strip clubs. So when there's a decline, if you could go drive around, you know, at a hundred different strip clubs yeah. here in Southern California, and you know, pull some data, and it shows that there's been a stark decline, then you know that there's some shit about to happen. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I wonder if if that also applies to casinos if people or just people just degenerate gamblers and they, they yeah gamble. see i i don't think people are degenerate addictions to strip clubs as much as the degenerate gambling yeah. crowd that's always going to be there to fund the casinos yeah uh but i don't know if the downturn must have scared them and they were they said oh shit well it wasn't even a downturn because of ec- economics it was a downturn because of a pandemic so something completely out of their control that they had no fucking power over. Well, shit, what do we got to do instead? Well, we need to make more money. So. For sure they didn't make money. Oh, for sure. They had to close. They had to be closed, which, granted, I'm sure they're sitting on enough cash reserves. Obviously, they were fine. Yeah, yeah. But they were, they were probably not in danger of going out of business. No. But if you look at that and say, all right, what if, what if the casino business starts to drag? What if people don't come back? What if people realize, oh, man, look how much money I saved in this two years or whatever i couldn't go gamble uh maybe i should really not go gambling anymore well shit what else we gotta do well let's provide other forms of entertainment let's provide uh there's one of the i don't remember which one it's called but they have a minor league baseball team that they basically created from scratch uh and started a minor league baseball team they built a minor league baseball stadium uh in their thing and i'm sure they're trying to push that into because there was talk of the MLB putting uh you know a team out in the inland empire a riverside team or teams maybe moving here there was a rumor of that for a while i don't know where it stands now probably not likely mm. but i do think that they looked at that and said okay we need to diversify here so if again if the inland empire were to get a, a major league a professional sports team if they were to get something it would be because of the indian casinos 100 percent. I, I i believe that that's a fact that if there would be a team like that coming out here it'd be because of them now because they're creating these giant venues for music and entertainment that's the next logical step i feel like as a professional sports team mm. so i think that you're absolutely right they have increased the stock of our of the inland empire basically by putting these venues together that they said okay cool we're, we built if you build it they will come they built it and look what's happening now you're starting to get these major current acts or whatever you bands or whoever comedians the the the, the hot comedians are starting to go there i saw a fucking yeah, yeah. ad or whatever for um at yama car what's his name yeah jimmy the, car yeah him and then there's another, the other guy that's the fuck i forget his name somebody that i know just went and saw him in, in riverside that he, he did a show there which that you would think and go oh man this is like the fucking reunion tour or like the, the trevor noah's playing that's the one yeah, yeah he's like playing there the, i saw one the, for him the, the colbert the daily show guy yeah x daily show X guy. yeah he he's he's a big name so they're attracting that kind of talent which tells me that either a they must be throwing so much guaranteed money at them that they you couldn't say no yeah but I doubt that they're not selling those shows out. I doubt that they're not making that fucking money back because they wouldn't continue continue to do it if it wasn't profitable. Yeah, I think for them, they don't really care about the profits from the uh, the ticket sales themselves. Right, yeah. that's just kind of whatever. Yeah. It's mainly just getting people in the fucking casino. Right, which is why it's profitable because once you go there, if you go there, like if I were to go there for to watch a band, of course I'm going to go fucking hit the tables. And go and try to early to, and, and you're yeah. going to be 
dicking I'm, around. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go there early, hit the tables before the show, and then I'm probably going to go hit the tables after the show because I've had a couple drinks because I'm sure there's a two or three drink minimum. Yes. So, of course, I'm going to be a little sloshed. So, yeah, I'm going to go fucking do a little more gambling and potentially lose money. And I, that this, this uh, what, 100 or $200 ticket night ended up turning into a $500 night because I fucking went to the casino. Yeah, I, I mean, they don't tell you that. No. They, they wouldn't because that's... Their motivation is to yeah, is get to get you, you to go there and spend your money. <laughs> I also speculate possibly that the number of apps that exist, and I don't know if it's strictly football, but it certainly has been specifically about that with you know FanDuel and all that. Oh, shit. like the gambling apps. I mean, they it doesn't personally affect the casinos in because uh, you can't just bet on all sports right now. It's just football, right? Uh, or I guess they do have the MGM app where you can bet, bet yeah. on actual sports. I don't know if, like how that works in California. But nonetheless, well, it, it takes away betting money from... Right, yeah. So they must, have been, they must have been motivated to start looking into music. or uh, Besides com- uh, like comedians and stuff, they're like, okay, maybe we should really start pushing music because if we start losing out to some of these online gambling apps, we've got to make up the money in some other way. So we should probably look into... Getting the music, and it's just, it's just been kind of surprising, but not strictly limited to the <coughs> Native American casinos. I mean, dude, Toyota, Toyota Center over in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're booking some great shit too. Like they had Danzig. Uh, oh yeah, they had uh, Twin Temple play with Danzig as well uh, for a show, and just uh, I don't remember what. Uh, I don't remember what other artists rolled through, but they're having like festivals as well. So they'll have like lar- larger concerts with like <coughs> maybe 10 or 15 bands or whatever it might be. But nonetheless, right. like it's just great knowing that we don't have to drive all the way to Los Angeles or San Diego or even Orange County to go see a larger group. Like it's starting to come here and it, it it's actually kind of fucking nice because Dude, parking in parking in LA is so horrendous, dude. You pay <coughs> so much money to it's so bad. It's so it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh but knowing that it's gonna be here as well, that we can just go down to Toyota Center to maybe see a band like Metallica in the future. Yeah, that would be fucking amazing. It'd be great. Like <laughs> I'd love to have more things like that. Yeah. And now the Native Americans are getting in the game, you know, getting some skin in the game too. So that just means like more shit here. I don't have to go locally. Like, I don't yeah. have to go sixty miles in any direction to like go see something major. It'll be here. Um, I forgot. Okay. Oh, small thing, but still relevant to this topic is uh. So there's this uh. I don't know what you call it. I think they're called like fairgrounds, something like oh, that. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, it's the Norco Silver Lakes. That's kind of like what that is, I guess. It's like a fucking fairgrounds type deal, like the yeah. OC Fairgrounds or the Pomona Fairplex or whatever. Yeah, yeah they're like soccer fields, but I mean, they can be converted because they have the space to do like yeah. festivals. Well, they have a lot of equestrian shit there too, like, yeah. and stuff. So, anyways, yeah. <laughs> so they've also started to do festivals, and one of them had like, uh, shit, who they have? T Pain, Wiz Khalifa. There was like a, there was a festival for like rap and stuff, but they also had Twin Temple there with Danzig. And some other shit recently. Really, really. So now it's also happening local to us within a ten mile, which is great, dude. Because that yeah. means if we go to a concert, we'll be right down the street, which is cool, dude. All right, the next time they do something in Norco, we gotta go. Yeah. We just gotta go. It's just gotta be, check it out. Yeah, hopefully there's something good that. We'll and then we can report back on it and yeah. talk about it. Um, but yeah, just the general sentiment for me personally uh, is that it just feels reassuring. That for us living here, because I mean, dude, gas is really expensive too. So that also oh, yeah. determines where you're going to, because you're spending a lot of money on that shit. So living in this area has our stock value has gone through the roof. It's 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 gone up. It's it's nice that we can not have to drive that far to go see some really kick ass concerts. And I don't know if Metallica will play at the Toyota Center, but if they do. Fucking great! Shit, they might play a Yamava before that if they if they throw. I'm sure it, man. they would because they'll just make the tickets like four hundred dollars. Oh or, yeah, but yeah, I think that's something that's definitely going to happen. Um, so the other topic I had, I, I don't. This might actually turn into another episode. Uh, I have some notes written down for maybe yeah, a yeah. possible another episode, and 
for the other episode, it's um, like, where would you draw the line for when you would stop following an artist? And the reason that this kind of spawned out uh, yeah. is <laughs> there was an incident with Lauren Hill. And I think it was here in LA because Lauren Hill at this point has become notorious for showing up late and or canceling, right? Canceling straight up canceling. And <laughs> I saw, I think I sent you the link for some Reddit post that uh, it was some other concert in some other state, but Lauren Hill can- canceled and there was nothing but f- there was like thousands of comments of people saying, Oh yeah, I wanted to go see Lauren Hill four years ago. I waited three hours and she didn't show up. Or, Damn. Or she only did 10 minutes or 15 minutes. So <laughs> I think it's just kind of fucked up when artists do things like that. Cause for us normies, you know, there'd be repercussions for us doing our job yeah, uh, or showing, showing up late to our job or whatever. And these people are getting paid who knows how much, but it's certainly more than the average person for one fucking day. Like one, oh, yeah. one maybe one and a half hours of work. Um, and for her to make the excuse of saying, uh, my my spirit wasn't in alignment or whatever bullshit reason yeah, anybody yeah. can make up. It's not good enough, dude. And there's still people vouching or speaking for her or saying like, oh, yes, go, go, <laughs> go off queen or whatever. I'm like, dude, you're, you're fucking enabling her, man. And there's still people stupid enough to support her and pay money to go see her because, man, I, I wonder how many dates she's actually fulfilled for you know, oh, any yeah. given tour. I'd be, I'd be curious to know. If it's been more than 50%, because I'd be curious. Yeah, because, uh, and I don't know, man. See, it's just fucked up. Like, if you if you look at it and say, okay, because if they come out and do one fucking song, you're not going to get your fucking money back. Yeah. The venue's going to be like, nah, you, you, got, you, you, you got it. You you paid, they came out. And that's what's fucked is, it would be almost better, because granted, if if they just canceled the show beforehand, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I wasted some time going down there. And then it got canceled at the last minute. Okay, but at least you could probably get your money back mm. in that sense. But to f- it's it's almost better just to cancel it. Don't even fuck with me. Just just cancel. Don't come out and do three songs and leave. Yeah. And then and then everybody goes, oh fuck. Well now I can't get my money back. I also bought a drink or two. You know, fuck. Now now I'm out all this money and I got to see three songs or two songs or whatever. And you probably never want to. Hear and then those. I would I would never I would be like yeah I'm done man if if if. Uh, if I went to a, yeah, if I went to a Metallica show and paid that money and they came out and did two songs and said, hey guys, our chi is not in alignment tonight. We our can't, uh, we <laughs> our tried, our not <laughs> we tried, we, our, our chakras have not synced and we, we tried guys, but you know what? We're just not feeling it. So we're going to go ahead and take off. What's from Naruto with, uh, yeah, the chakras. Rock Lee. Yeah. Isn't it the, the, or no. What, what was the thing he was trying to lock the eighth one, which would basically the gate, kill? the gates or whatever, yeah. the eighth gate of, yeah, I haven't opened my, the eight, the eight gates. I can't, yeah, I can't, I do can't it. play tonight. Can't play so. tonight guys. See, if that were to happen, I would not only be furious, I would go home and I would burn everything that was Metallica. Like I would do like what the Dodgers did. The Dodger fans did when they did the, the, the fucking, the one thing out in the parking lot that they all fucking hated. Uh, I don't remember. It was like some, it was like some LGBT performance group. Oh, and, the Sisters of and, Mercy. Yeah, yeah, and all and all the Catholic Dodger fans were like burning all their Dodgers gear and saying that the Dodgers were satanic and all that shit. So then I would be going to Metallica and I'd be taking all my shit and I'd be burning it in the street. I would be fucking uh, taking videos and posting on YouTube and saying how they're the biggest pieces of shit. If they were to do that, if they and I would do that for any band. I say Metallica because like I'm a huge, I, yeah, I love Metallica. Just, we're just throwing but, it out there. Well, yeah, well, I'm just saying it as an example of like I love Metallica. So like that would be for me. That would be something that they would have to do to draw the line. Now, granted, I don't know where the line is, and that line might be different for other bands too, right? So the the line for me, that's like the line for Metallica. Like they could do pretty much anything else, and I'm not gonna no longer listen or not stop. I'm gonna stop following them. I think and okay, there's legitimate excuses. If you're sick or you're fucking dying sure, or yeah. your, your your spleen is exploding, yeah. If you got a fucking uh, if, your, if your mom got hijacked by a bus full of penguins, like dude, who knows? I mean, yeah. fuck, man. I mean, that's. <laughs> Listen, if if someone's mom got hijacked, their bus got hijacked by a group of penguins, yeah. I'd be like, shit, man, let's get them there immediately to help this situation out. Yeah. We need to fucking, because those are some fucking advanced penguins. We need to fucking, <laughs> yeah. we need to put a stop to this. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, I get it. There's legitimate reasons, but to then make it a habitual fucking, I don't want to say habitual habit because that seems redundant, but whatever, to make it a habit. We're that now that Lauren Hill has essentially. It should even apologize. That's the worst That's part. She terrible. didn't fucking apologize. That is that is a level of shitbaggery that I don't think I could ever aspire to be. Yeah. Because just to be like, oh guys, no, I'm done. I, I can't do it. And then thanks for coming. I just and then leave. Doing it tonight. I don't feel like I don't have it tonight. Bitch, you better find. You better find it. Yeah, you, because you better find for the, it. For the thousands of dollars you're being paid for this 90 minutes of fucking performance you got to do. Yeah. You better get your shit together. Because I, I don't got time for this. Yeah. Cause I, and now, granted, if, if it were me and I were to call into my uh, regular Matrix job and say, oh, hey, guys, you know what? My chakras aren't in alignment today. I'm just not feeling I'm, it. I think I'm just going to take the next three weeks off. Yeah, so. I would likely be terminated. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe that's why this type of thing pisses me off the most <laughs> yeah. is because we as fans should be applying the same standard. We are her supervisor, okay? Yeah. We are your boss. If we're paying you money yeah. to come perform for us, we're your boss. And... Everyone who attended that show should be, nope, no more. You're done. You're dead to us. And then, yeah, it'll eventually take time. It'll slowly happen. But then she'll have no fans left because she'll have alienated everyone. And then she will have effectively been terminated from her employment as a performing artist. Oh, my God. That would be so, that that would be such a great solution is if there was just some level of organization where people, if it's one specific band or it's one artist, (laughs) <laughs> and they're just saying, you know, we, we're we not standing for this shit. We're not standing for this band XYZ. We're all going to collect. <laughs> like, they unionize against <laughs> the fucking yeah. artist. They're like, nope, you're not getting a, a fucking dime out of us. Yeah. Or whatever. And that'd be, like, really cool to see in the future so that <coughs> audiences or fans would have some kind of power to dole out or dish to artists because... You know, you guys aren't above us. I know offense. I know you guys. We put you guys on pedestals, sure. but you're not above us. Yeah, no, you're you're the same as us. You're just the same old motherfuckers, just trying to get a buck and trying to survive. All right, we're all the same. We're all on the same fucking level. Yeah. All right. All right. Do you have anything else to add for that topic? No, nah, I think uh, I think we're good on that. All right. So we'll continue this specific topic or yeah, I a think- general one. Um, that one's going to be more about more broadly what would be the definitive end of you listening to a group yeah the wrong i think that was a good preview for it i think that it does that topic does deserve its own kind of main event of an episode at least yeah uh so the next topic um so recently kanye has been he took they took photos so okay i'm i'm curious who actually took photos of some somebody from the paparazzi was flown out to go, uh, you wherever, know, whatever part of the world to go see where this fuck was. Oh, fucking Saudi Arabia. <laughs> How the fuck do you even get there? Okay, I know TMZ's got a lot of money. Yeah, but I doubt that they have the juice to get into this fucking high dude. Okay, the fucking the thing that he was staying in is like nine thousand dollars a day. Yeah, and he was there for like a couple of months. Like the amount of money. That you're dropping just to stay where you're recording your fucking new album or whatever. It, that, that is an expense that I don't think I could ever justify no matter how much money I fucking had. Okay, but think about this. <clears throat> what do you think the motivation was behind it? Do you think he was he's just disconnecting from the world and somebody happened to, whether it was his own personal photographer or a paparazzi from TMZ or some shit, flew out there to take the photo? Do you My- think do you think part of it? Do you think it's one thing or the other? It's one thing being that he did this on purpose because it's a spectacle for him to be out there, or do you think he actually did it because it's him disconnecting from the world? He's like, I really need to make my music. I don't want to be fucking around anybody, and I just want to do this. And Well, one of the things that I think it could be a little bit of both. I do think that Kanye, as an artist, fucking takes himself very seriously. Yeah. I don't, he's not fucking around when it comes to making music. And I do think that there is an aspect of, hey, I just need to... Because he's embroiled in controversy. He's embroiled in fucking all this crazy shit that, yeah, some of it he's brought upon himself. Some of it, you know, you can say what you want, whether you believe him or whether you don't. But either way, he's been embroiled in this controversy. He's embroiled in, in shit, right? I think, yes. I mean... 
I don't know if I should say this because I've been thinking about this, mm-hmm. and it's not that I'm invite. It's not that I am advocating for what he's saying, mm-hmm. but Kanye West is, or rather, Yay, mm-hmm. has been very vocal about yes. Jews. Correct. Yeah, and they're all uh, now say what you want, but stereotype or not, there are a lot of prominent Jewish people that are in the music industry that make decisions. Right. That's that's true. That's just a fact. The same thing with the movie industry. It's it's just a fact. I, well, I guess the thing I was going to get at was that he made those remarks on I forgot what Cuomo brother that's mm-hmm. on New, News Nation because he did an interview or whatever. Mm-hmm. He kind of gave his spiel about the music industry. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, he he said stuff about Jews and stuff. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> I was thinking. I wonder how people would perceive him if he made those remarks during the time of the Israel Hamas. Oh, uh, the beginning of the, yeah. Would would he have been canceled? A hundred percent. Or would he or celebrated? Have, or celebrated? Well, I think he would definitely been canceled by the Jewish side, and he would have definitely been celebrated by the Palestinian side. Yeah, they would have made him his. They they would have probably made him like the fucking poster boy of the the whole movement. Yeah, because of how anti whatever jewish he's he's been i guess or how yeah. he's been against that so now granted he's been silent this whole time i think i haven't really seen anything <laughs> saying anything about this, the whole situation which maybe maybe he's like uh, i don't really know about that let me just stay in my lane here so maybe that's a smart move i i don't <laughs> i do think like i said he's disconnecting to to make his music and i'm sure he also doesn't want to really get fucked with. So where are you going to go? I mean, there's not a lot of places in the world you can go to do that. You pick like, fucked with. I mean, dude, middle of fucking desert. I don't know how hot it is. If he has air conditioning, just yeah, yeah. Happens. It's it's a very plush. It's like a high. It's a it's a literal five star resort. It is a. Oh, I thought it was like a canopy. Oh no no, it is a fucking. It's like a. I don't know. Maybe it's like a yurt. Is like the right word. It's it's like a super luxury yurt. Uh-huh. Like this place is a super exclusive. The cheapest rooms that they have there are like a couple grand a night. Like those are the cheapest fucking rooms that you can get. This is like a very high end resort yeah. in in Saudi Arabia. It's like I said, five star, five Michelin star resort. So hard to get on that list unless you're fucking, you know, unless you got that. Or maybe also maybe they, maybe they got a little Saudi money involved here, and maybe one of the maybe one of the princes or crown princes was like, hey. You know, I really like Yay. I really like what he's saying about these Jews. I'm gonna go ahead and see if he wants to come record his new album here. You know, I mean, Did that could also be a fact. And, yeah, maybe they said, "Hey, you know what? Ninety five hundred dollars a night. Ah, don't worry about it. Don't we got you. It. Stay here as long as you like. Record your new album here. We would love to have you." Do you think? Do you think the uh, as a result of him being there, what do you think the benefits are to that place? Because uh, almost, I would almost say it's re-advertising oh a hundred percent for him to be there because now people are kind of fascinated with the fact that this guy's in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah. recording an album oh yeah in the same way that he was doing that with the mercedes-benz stadium right yeah, he was yeah recording the previous album and he was staying in fucking one of the whatever <laughs> the rooms are for like the locker i don't know whatever yeah but nonetheless i i imagine there has been some consequence of his presence there that people are like hmm, maybe i should go out and just visit this fucking place in the middle of fucking nowhere oh yeah i i think that's definitely that's a smart move on the on the hotel well the saudi government is likely who owns it but this the, it's it's a it's a fucking smart move on their part because if you attract if you get him in here let him stay for free let him do his shit whatever and then shit more people i, I looked it up you know, just imagine. Oh, granted, I don't have no fucking money, but <laughs> just imagine how many people with money looked it up and said, "Oh man, we could go stay there. Let's go stay where Kanye fucking recorded his yeah. his newest album." Oh man, this would be so cool. What an experience! Now, if I had money, I'd be like, "Hey man, you know where we need to go? <laughs> we need to go stay a night in that fucking Saudi room, the same one that he was in. Yeah. We need to fucking stay in there and then just see if we can channel." his fucking energy and fucking the, aura, the, aura, the aura of Kanye yeah. and see if we can fucking make a new album. Let's make an album there. That's millennial that's, frog. The new, Hey man, yeah. if, if 
I'd be down, but again, we ain't got no money. So you know what we <laughs> should all right. we get endorsed by. It's true. Maybe maybe yeah. the Saudis like Millennial Frog. I don't know. Yeah. You know, that's one thing we need to do is we need to do like a parody of that and and the, the like do the album like in the middle of like nowhere but in the desert in fucking Imperial like Valley Josh, or something. Yeah, to Joshua go to trees <laughs> bootleg Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, we're staying at this we're no, uh, what's that city that fucking uh is like the outlaw city over here? Um oh. California City. Is, yeah. is that what it is? I think it's uh, yeah, it might be. Yeah. No, it's by California. It's somewhere around there. It's yeah. like, yeah, you go there and fucking, it's literally just people. There's no government. There's no nothing. We we should go stay there and record the new album <laughs> <laughs> to create your own. Uh, yeah, your own spectacle of, in the process of making the new Millennial Frog album. That would be the inverse of that, where he stayed at this high end resort. We stayed <laughs> at literally anarchy. We stayed in a literal anarchist den. Yeah, with with that cost no money, <laughs> but yet we might die. You know hey, what do they call that thing when you 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 come from privilege or you come from a good background but you go backwards like you you become poor so you know what it's like because that's what uh that's what people would say about um Lana Del Rey the artist uh-huh. she I think she lived in that that city you were talking about the the lawless one oh yeah she was romanticizing being homeless like. So she went there to stay for the purpose of being an artist, I suppose, or so she could make music about that or something of that sort. But there, there's isn't there a name for that? I'm sure there is. I, I don't know it, but but yeah, we should apply those techniques to Millennial Frog and see if that we could create, <laughs> we could add to the lore of Millennial Frog. Oh, when I made this album, I stayed in a homeless shack on Skid Row in. Uh, downtown Los Angeles, so <laughs> I could really feel. I could the, really. I could really feel the uh, the needles and and uh, yeah yeah the fentanyl. One, one one of the songs could just be called fentanyl. <laughs> 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 Fucking man, that would be that would be pretty awesome. The album that will be called the uh, based homeless, like <laughs> based homeless. Oh, urban survivalist. Oh, urban survivalist, <laughs> dude, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a more polite version, uh, a more Urban, politically yeah. correct version for the, for homeless. Yeah, <laughs> urban survivalist. Yeah. All right. Um, Damn. That's I, I don't have anything else. This was kind of the. I mean, I know we've been there's been episodes where we hit like the one hour thirty minute mark. Yeah. Sure. This one's a little bit shorter. So. Hey, you know what? But we also, I mean, I don't think we've posted episodes recently. So if you're hearing this, this is actually in advance of. The two episodes that should be coming out, which is like the Twin Temple review and the Munya yeah. review. So hopefully we can get those out like a double double release for uh, making up for the difference that we didn't release the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm going to probably put those up. Shit. I might as well just put them up this week with this one. Fuck, why not? Just like, everything out just there. put it all out there. Fuck it. Who cares? I'm down. All right. Well, you'll see it. You'll see them up there. And so. just maybe, uh, I guess as a teaser for things to come in the future, if you're still listening, uh, I want to do an episode with your wife, your wife, yeah, because uh, the Beatles came out with their last song, and uh, your wife being a fanatic of the Beatles, oh yeah, that I definitely want her opinion is. on that, and I want to know what she thinks, and she could check out the music video as well, like if she can. Share some of her thoughts on that matter. Yeah, as being a hardcore uh, Beatles fanatic, I think it'd just be cool to talk about that and see what what she thinks about it. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think it would be a good idea. So we'll definitely do that in the future. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah, and also Belgians. Oh fuck yeah, the Belgians, man. Yeah, number one, number. F- I, I mean, I, I know there's a number of countries that listen to us. New new, new homies, uh, Sweden, Czech Republic. Yeah, Japan, Japan, Nigeria, Nigeria, France, Brazil. I forget who else, but uh, I think you guys are dragging ass, and you all need to catch up to the Belgians. So they continue to be number one. Number one, Belgians, man. They fu- no, also number one supporter of Millennial Frog, by the way. Fuck Belgians, yeah. fucking working, doing the work, putting yeah. in the work. Although, although, by the way, over a hundred downloads for. Uh, oh yes, for fucking Millennial Frog. That's right. Pretty fucking sick. Awesome. So. Anyways, all right, well, uh, that's that, and uh, if you want to be so inclined as to go check us out on our other, you know, podcast or other things, you can go to GameRageMagazine.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at GameRageMagazine, or Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, we're on Spotify, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, uh, uh, Twitter is at GameRageMag, and if you really want to help us out, you could go download Millennial Frog's new album, 
on it's it's not it's not even it doesn't even cost any money. It's yeah. fucking free. Free. Jesus stream, Christ. Stream for free. What better how better could you get than fucking free? I mean, even if you think it's ass, it still was free. The only thing you could do better is pay people. Yeah, it is to pay you, and we're not doing that. So get that out of your fucking head. Uh, but go go download it for free. Joshua minus one minus one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dude, I actually did see the trailer for Godzilla minus one. That Does show looks badass, right? Yeah. Well, well and I think it's gonna be in theaters too. It is. Me and Frank are gonna go see it in IMAX. Yeah. You want to go? Yeah, I do want to. All right, good. Yeah. Well, we'll I'll buy a third ticket then. Yes. All right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that about wraps it up. So uh, thank you guys for listening, and we hope that you uh, are there, and we'll catch you on the next one. That was the Game Rage Music Show. Thanks for listening.